and welcome back to Sports Show. I am host. And man, I tell you, I actually wanted to talk about the NBA today, but I don't think that's going to happen as the NFL's legal tampering period is just giving us a whole lot of news. So just moments ago, we posted our episode about the Patriots and the fact that they are signing everyone. Um, very interesting, very cool. Check it out. I'm not going to say any more about it now because then there's no incentive for you, dear listener, to go listen to an episode that was just posted. So go check that out. Come back because in this episode, we're talking about retention. So the Buccaneers somehow, some way, have been able to keep the entire band together. I didn't think it would be possible. And yes, of course, there may still be a couple of players that they, they might lose here and there. I think Indomitian Sue is his future is still out in the open. But after franchise tagging Godwin, which we know was a big one, uh, giving Brady as many weapons as possible as he continues to age and, you know, just everyone... Outside of his unfortunate streak during parts of the playoffs, Godwin has been amazing. He's a he's a Pro Bowl talent, and um, you know the older Brady gets, it's not going to hurt having tons of options that he can just put the ball in someone's hands and have these guys make plays. But one that I honestly thought, even with Godwin's franchise tag, I honestly thought this guy was gone. But Shaq Barrett has signed. Uh, another incentive-heavy contract that seems to get bigger. Uh, it's it's a backloaded contract, which makes sense because the NFL is going to have a new TV deal at some point, and the salary cap is going to go up. Of course, everyone's dealing with a lighter salary cap after you know COVID and all that good stuff that's been going on. So just amazing for the Patriots. Uh, be a very entertaining team to watch again next year. I am shocked to see that Shaq Barrett re-signed. I, maybe shocked is a bit strong, huh? Maybe maybe don't be so clickbaity there, Kev. But very surprised still at this point because he could have gotten out, gone out and gotten big time money. He's a huge playmaker, made a name for himself. But we're we're seeing a little bit of that. We're seeing guys. What's the phrase? A uh, bird in the hand is better than two in the bush. We are seeing guys sign and stay at places where they know their skill sets work, where they know they have had previous success, and rolling the dice on the idea that they're just going to continue to play out on that success and not try to go out for a big contract that may put them in a situation where they don't flourish and don't have any future opportunities for money. So business-wise, I mean, we're talking about a guy who's still going to make $17 million, so there's also that. You know, that that could be a situation. I mean, once you're making multiple millions of dollars, chances are you can live off that pretty well. So some guys are all about maximizing their income. Some guys don't care as much about that so long as they can pay the bills, make good money. They'd rather be on a championship contending team. And this Bucks team, against the odds once again, not only did they manage to win a Super Bowl after 
being a out of the playoffs team last year, two years ago now at this point, but they somehow are able to keep the majority of the band together and are ready to run it back with Tom and Co. And and again, another nod, tip of the cap, however you want to say it, to Tom Brady because his four-year extension, which we've talked about a couple of times briefly, but since the Buccaneers are a topic of this episode, maybe we can get into it a little bit more. Tom Brady signed that four-year extension, which at first I took it at face value. You know, my first reaction before I read the article was, holy shit, four more years? I, I knew Tom wanted to play as long as he could, but to go out on a four-year uh, contract just, it was baffling at first. And then I looked into the details. Then we see that the contract can be voided after this next season. And really all that it did was, again, backload a contract for Tom Brady to allow him to take the pay cut um, that will keep the Bucks in a position to be able to re-sign these guys. So again, this is in a in an era where we see freaking Carson Wentz has two different teams paying him over $25 million this year, one to leave, one to stay. I mean, Jared Goff, I think the top five quarterback uh, quarterback contracts this year, cap hits, I should say to be correct, is Jared Goff twice, Carson Wentz twice, and then Dak Prescott. Um, so, and I'm sure Mahomes is probably up there, but anyway, in a, in a, in an era where guys are getting paid top dollar and then groaning at the success of Tom Brady, I think we're starting to understand it again, a little bit more Tom Brady. Now it helps when you've got a Victoria's secret supermodel wife who makes plenty of her own money and, and you've been playing for 20 years and by all accounts, probably saving your money. So Tom Brady is again in a position where he can take these pay cuts. Not everybody's in that position, and some of them wouldn't do it even if they were because they want to be valued. And in some situations, you know, maybe you're just mad that Jerry Jones kept dicking you over and didn't offer you reasonable extensions when he had the chance, and so now you're going to make him pay for it on the back end. I don't know what the reasons are in each situation, but what I do know is it seems to be a recurring theme. Tom Brady takes pay cuts and allows himself to be surrounded by as many talented individuals as possible. And he continues to win and go to Super Bowls and win Super Bowls. And when we see these teams that have heavily inflated quarterback contracts, what's always the knock? Well, they don't have enough talent around them. Well, I wonder why. You've got to pay them $40 million, being a, being a bit hyperbolic here, bear with me, but you're going to pay this guy $30 million, let's say, whatever the number is, and you're taking that big cap hit, it limits a team's ability to then build and stack a roster around that guy. At that point, you have to hope that you're hitting in the draft and that you're able to you know, ship off assets for more draft picks so you can have other guys overproduce. Now you need more players on your team to outdo their contracts. So you need some rookies to ball out, some second-year guys to ball out. You need some undrafted free agents to step up or a practice squad guy to make the team. So you can save money here and there so you can afford to pay your quarterback. Meanwhile, if there's not enough talent around him, he's going to struggle anyway, and it's it's not going to be worth it. So that's, I think, the lesson to be learned here from other teams, other franchises, uh, and other quarterbacks, 
when your contract is up, if there's a way for you to find other ways to make money through sponsorships, car dealerships, whatever the hell it is, other if other avenues are there for you, take those and take the pay cut. Not, not I'm never one to suggest that billionaires should get a discount. Don't do it for the franchise itself. But if you if your main interest is winning a Super Bowl, you have to restructure your contract to find ways to lengthen it out. Maybe do a Bobby Bonilla thing where just, hey, pay me a million dollars for the next 25 years and I'll come play for you. I don't know. Hey, there are clearly ways because Tom Brady continues to find ways to do it. He continues to find ways to allow the team uh, to spend money to keep good players around him. And at that point, you just have to hope uh, or trust that your franchise won't screw you over, that they won't then just pocket that money that they've saved instead of spending it on real talent. So the Bucks do it again. That's the takeaway here. Shaq Barrett is here to stay. So that defense that was so vital in this championship run, Tom Brady rightfully gets a lot of accolades. They they stack that offense with future Hall of Famers and former Pro Bowlers, and not to mention Godwin Evans, um, the, the resurgence of Leonard Fournette. But that defense was vital to this championship run. And they've got all the major players coming back for another year uh, with maybe a, an exception or two. They've got enough of that defense coming back, certainly, to be championship contenders once again. And there you have it, folks. I have been Kev. This has been a show about sports whose uh, future name is still yet to be determined. Make sure you subscribe or follow or whatever this particular podcasting platform in which you are consuming us whatever the options are go ahead and click that have notifications turned on if that's your thing because we may be uh under construction under renovation as uh as it were and we don't want you to miss out on future episodes in case our name should change so that way we uh fit in line a little bit more with social media and are able to promote our product to the world as of right now we are podcasta non grata I believe that's the that's the right term, right? Anyway, thank you so much. We enjoy your continued support now more than ever with the, the difficult challenges that this podcast faced. So thank you so much for being you. Thank you for being here. I have been Kev. You have been phenomenal. Jim Rome out.